Hi, everybody. Howie Mandel here. This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. And who are you? Jacqueline Schultz, your daughter and co-host. Just because I talk fast doesn't mean you have to talk fast, too. Okay. But it's... Uh, it's and Lou. Yeah. Don't forget Lou. Lou. How are you? I never forget Lou. He's my buddy. He's, he's always here, and he's always... Well, Lou, what are you going to be doing for Cinco de Mayo? You know, I was thinking about that, and, and I'm actually celebrating uh, Ocho de Mayo this year. That's right. Yeah. Because you're a procrastinator. Yeah, right, that's right. <laughs> yes. You, who says it's got to be on Cinco when <laughs> you right. can plan and probably do more, and then Ocho goes off the, <laughs> the chain? That's right. That is and really you can, people are available to come over for Ocho de Mayo and... Uh, I'm excited about today. I am excited, not only because everybody's here and you're here, my uh, my lovely daughter and my lovely friend. I'm excited. But I'm excited about who I'm going to talk to because who I'm talking to is, uh, and I'll tell her this, it's Lily Singh, and uh, which I, I don't know that she needs an introduction, but she's like the OG. Lily, you can come in if you want now, whenever you want. Lily's outside waiting, and it's what is your what is your uh, Angel City? Yeah, baby. And, and daddy. A daddy hat. And <laughs> daddy hat. You, like you can come and sit down whenever you want. I said I was I was just explaining that I'm very excited about talking to Lily because I was a fan of Lily's before I met Lily. Lily is like the OG, one of the OGs of YouTube. You know, and w before I knew what an influencer was, she was a. Uh, I, I feel that uh, we were. T we mentioned this last night because I said we're going to talk to Lily. A lot of the people that are big today are kind of doing what you did a long time ago, and she's also a uh, fellow Canadian, woo, woo, Torontonian. Woo. That woo 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 is for those <laughs> listeners is uh, hello fellow if Canadian and Canadian. Um, but uh, you're very funny. I thought you were like Second City when I first saw you because you do these characters and uh, sketches. And now I have the honor of working with Lily yeah. um, uh, in Canada. We're doing Canada's Got Talent, and she is a co-judge with me on Canada's Got Talent. And uh, you just spent two seasons on NBC doing mm -hmm. your own late night show. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you're just funny. But this is um, before you get to talk. I'm, I'm talking too much. I'm not going to have any time for you. But I, I just want to sing your praises because I, I was a fan of your humor on uh, YouTube and, and all the things you did. And then I got to know you just a little bit. And what blew me away was you're so much more than just a funny YouTuber who accumulated what is your YouTube numbers now? They're, they're I mean, just close to like three billion. It's not, it's whatever. Three billion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, such an advocate, such a smart uh, person as far as uh, promoting her culture and uh, her uh, gender, uh, you know, such a great spokesperson for women, for uh, the Indian culture, or East Asian culture, um, for uh, incredibly charitable um, promoting and 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 uh, mental health advocate, and uh, you just blew me away. And I said to you, I said to you, and, and it's not because I said this, but I said to you, you know, we were talking one night before we actually taped, and I said, you should do a TED talk. Have you ever done a TED talk? And she said, no, I've never done a TED talk. And then I, I guess a month ago, I was online, and there is Lily doing a TED talk, you know, but there is, and there's something to be said. If you haven't seen it, go check it out, uh, Lily's TED talk. But, um, you know, they don't ask everybody to do TED talks. Have you, you ever done a TED talk? No, I've never been asked. <laughs> so this is, th that was, it's so impressive because I think that people that have 
the opportunity at least to do a TED Talk have uh, a message that I think needs to be shared. Mm -hmm. And she's also an author and her new uh, book is out. Uh, there's not going to be any time for her because the, this is, you know how uh, you say this person needs no introduction? She doesn't, but I'm going to spend the whole, this podcast is just going to be an introduction with no time. People are going to say, I heard you on the Howie Mandel podcast. Well, I didn't hear you. I heard Howie talking about you. Yeah. But I, I'm just so blown away by who you are and what you've done. And I... I I love you. I think that you're amazing. I I wanted my daughter to meet you. This is my daughter, by the way. I, you know what? I did not know that. We look did alike. You? We do. It's weird. It's like we look different, but the same. We look alike? No, we look alike. Oh, we look alike. Yes. I didn't think yeah. we looked. I thought we looked no, alike. No, something about you, you reminds me of me. But, really? But, you do, <laughs> really? but <laughs> you do remind me of my daughter. So my yeah. daughter my daughter is also, I'll, I'll do her introduction too. My daughter okay, is, a, <laughs> is a great advocate for education. Mm -hmm. She was a teacher for 10 years. She's also an influencer. She's also, uh, she sells uh, pornographic stuff online. <laughs> so we're exactly the same. I love that. Yeah. She's got inappropriate <laughs> mugs on Etsy. You're you going go on my vision out. board. Really? <laughs> Do you want a mug? Kind of. Okay, I'll the, get you one. Not one with twat the C waffle? word. A twat waffle mug? Ooh, yes, maybe. What's Hunt the cake? one? Uh, Hunt cake? cake? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Don't use that word. It's getting here. pulled up. I'm getting less father. of an introduction than you, I think. You're well, I've been, with yeah. you. I've been with you for 37 years. <laughs> yeah. And you wow. just had, you just had um, uh, COVID. I did. Wait, I have a question before we dive in. When is this coming out? It can come out today if you want. I was going to say, all of the things you said are wrong. <laughs> when were you going to correct me? Well, because I was like, I was like, maybe they're banking this. So I'm sitting here being like, my tech talk comes out in March. My book comes out in April. So I'm like, I just want you to be, I just want everyone to I know. was going to put it up today, but but the thing <laughs> Wait, is- Wait, correct him on everything. But, these, but you did the TED talk. I did the TED talk. It comes out on uh, one day before International Women's Day. So, so you're a liar, Dad. You said you no, were scrolling. No, I follow right. her online. I posted oh. about said, the TED Talk. And she said, here. I've been practicing, and I yes. got my seven-minute talk, and so I got to get TED it down. So I the TED Talk in December, so it's done. Yes, but it won't be aired, so you can't find it online until March. Okay, so then I'm not totally wrong. You're not wrong. You're not totally wrong, but I just didn't want your editors to come after me after this to be like, you let him lie. And I was like, I'm not going to edit anything unless you say something that no, you... No, the book comes out in April, TED Talks in March, but yes, all of those things have happened, so you're half right. I think I'm more than half right. Okay, you're 75% right. <laughs> I think I'm 90% right except for the dates. These are all you're things that you're- 110% right. <laughs> but you're an entrepreneur, you own a home. But I'm we... flattered by everything you said. And, and that's very but, sweet of you. That, honestly, I'm really touched. And what was amazing it. was also watching you work and you are, you, wait till you see Canada's Got Talent, which isn't out yet also, it's so also, am I wrong? No, 110% right. Okay. <laughs> But you're great on it. You're Thanks. funny on it. You're supportive on it. And what, uh, one of the things that really blew me away was also meeting your family. I got to meet your family and I watched you. I watched your dad yeah. with such pride just watching his little treasure just uh, <laughs> bedazzle. And I know what that's like. You know, I have two daughters also. Yep. You have your sister's also an influencer. Yes, she Am does. Am I like not mom, right or nothing's up on? You're abs you have a great <laughs> memory. You met them for like 10 seconds. But I was really legitimately, I'm not lying to you. I was, re you are one of the most impressive people that I have ever met. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. No, it's not sweet of me. It's just honest of me. No, but that's very kind of you. It means a lot because I have to say, and I'm not even trying to say this because I'm on your podcast. One of the reasons I felt so comfortable at Canada's Got Talent was because I was sitting next to you. You are so, such a joy to sit next to. I learned so much from you. See? And See, I really, Jackie? 
was like, now you're a liar. <laughs> now you're the liar. <laughs> also, and before I know. we move forward, I need to tell you all something. I haven't worn these pants in so long because they never fit me. So now they finally fit me because I, I try to work out and stuff. But they've been sitting in my closet for like three years. And I don't know if they've like chemically changed. So now if I move. Leather pants. For those I, that are, most people listen yes. to this rather than watch. You're for, wearing leather. So now anytime I move, they crack. So that's what why I'm covering crack? myself on your camera. The noise or they're actually no, cracking? No, they're actually cracking. When, have... when I left today, my pants were perfect. Oh, and wait, now, they are. You're, yes. you're uh, so that's shedding. That's why I keep doing this for the camera. And whoever's watching, it's because my pants are cracking. Duh, obviously, that's what happens. I've never seen somebody come on with a pair of pants and watch them shed. It's like, a, like a snake in autumn. The, it's like peeling. Is it real leather? Obviously not. No, I don't think what so. doing. That's pleatherette. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. So this is me being cheap, buying cheap pants, and now I'm covering them up. with But you, you know, that's sure. a theme with you. You can, one of the things I just remember we had one uh, uh, kid come on to Canada's Got Talent. I'm not giving away a spoiler yet. He was very good, very talented kid. And the first comment uh, Lily made is, "Did you get those pants on Amazon? Because I have no, the no, same Instagram pants. Instagram ad. It was an Instagram ad. He's like, yeah. I'm like four dollars. He's like, yeah. I'm like same. <laughs> so she buys four dollar pants. I do. So with all these accolades, you know, lady, you can afford at like $6 pants. If on my birthday, perhaps. But if you like the pants it's and insane. they're inexpensive, then why not just get the pants? She does that too. I she do buys. That too. My Instagram ads know me better than any of my exes. It's a problem. They know me so well. You talk about exes. Are you with anybody right now as we speak? You know, Holly, I'm going to swerve that question because the internet need not get involved in my personal relationships. I won't that ask means you. yes, though. That's no. a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, or does if it you mean said that no. I'm so single and crying, but I want people to think I'm in a relationship? It could go both ways. Because there could be other options, and here's you want to keep those options yeah, open. Here's the thing about relationships. Is I have shared so much of my life online. I vlogged for so many years. But, I did videos twice a week. So much of me, my family's out there. I have made a very active decision to decide that there's some things in my life, no matter what they are, how exciting, how sad, they will just not be shared because I need some things to myself. So are you seeing somebody? <laughs> <laughs> so that is, you will never know. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't have to know. I was just, I was just asking. But it's nice that you say that yeah, you keep that. Absolutely. Um, what, so I wanted to ask you a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. You know, you should go on uh, your story right now on Instagram. My story? Yeah. They just put up a story and ask your fans. Say you're doing this because I'll put it, but you're okay. doing my podcast. What do you want Howie to ask me? All right. Oh, that little like question box. Okay. Okay. You know? And gonna, then I'll gonna, take those. Okay. Go ahead. Yo, what's up? I'm with Howie right now. I'm on his podcast. He wants to know what do you want Howie? How, this, Howie, Howie, to ask me right now. Comment. Okay. And as the questions come in, right. we'll see. Because that way I'm going to ask. I have you on because I believe that there is a huge audience that is really interested in things. And um, I'm batting a zero right now because the first question was, are you dating? And I'm not allowed to ask that. So I oh, figured. You can ask me anything and everything. I feel so comfortable talking to you. Okay. Well, and I'm very, really good at lying. Well, let's first, uh, without lying, you just, I would, as a follower, you just got over COVID. Yes. The last thing that I saw, which was maybe a week ago, I've seen stuff mm -hmm. since, you said you couldn't even climb your stairs. Yeah, so for me, the hardest, I mean, I count my blessings because I don't think I got as sick as a lot of other people I Are know. you vaxxed? I am. I'm I double vaxxed, boosted. I actually got COVID like three days after getting boosted. So I so thought you it weren't was, like fully boosted yet. Right? I was like trying to work on it. It was yeah. trying, it was, in, it was pending. It was in process. Do you know when you, when you, where and when you got it's it? It's hard to say. It, I did go to a, a game, a basketball game. So that could have been it. 
I felt like I was pretty cautious, but you know. Like at SoFi, at like at Laker game? Yeah, at Lakers game. Okay. Um, so I could have been there. I feel like I was careful, but I also like had a drink or two. So, you know, I did take my mask off. Or Were you seven. sitting amongst the crowd? Were you I on was. the floor? Did you I have was. a suite? No, no, no. I was on the floor. You were on the floor. Yeah. So you had. I buy $4 pants so I can afford courtside tickets, Howie. <laughs> right. So you had like 15,000 people breathing down at you. Possibly. And the players right there had, you know. So Were so, you wearing a mask? I was, except for when I was drinking or eating something. So it did but come up. Were you up. drinking and eating a lot? Mm, I had like two drinks and some Swedish fish, you know. So. My dad swears by sitting in the nosebleed section because then no one, no one is breathing on you. I did that before COVID. I yeah, used to, even, even in at the theaters. I was really? last mm-hmm. row because I don't want anybody coughing in my direction. But or, doesn't air rise? Heat rises. But then isn't breath hot? It cools off as soon as it's out of your mouth. <laughs> Does it? But like I, it propels forward. COVID doesn't go up. That would mean that the Look most- Look at us, I just <laughs> dummy. COVID doesn't go up. But it don't goes you- down into the left. <laughs> Isn't everybody, hasn't everybody become a doctor since COVID? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how it spread. Yeah. Everybody knows. For you know sure. why I'm not taking a vaccine? Yep. Not enough study for me. You know what it is for Indian people? WhatsApp. They're all doctors on WhatsApp. Indian people love WhatsApp. So all the articles, all the diagnoses are going down on WhatsApp. They're all really? just mass texts getting forwarded. That's a cultural thing more than... hundred. Any- if I know one of my videos is really successful if some Indian person has ripped it and put it onto WhatsApp. And now they're sending each other <laughs> WhatsApp messages. Really? Yes. My life goal is to figure out how to monetize WhatsApp. I kid you not. Is it unmonetizable? Yeah, because it's just a messaging platform. It's not like... But anyways, I but, but knowing that it's got those kind of numbers, if, uh, if uh, somebody wanted you to sponsor something, if somebody came in and they wanted an integration... Yes. For you to tell them... Uh, I'll pay you this for my yes. product. You could put it on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I want you to message I it on WhatsApp. I will sell my soul for WhatsApp. So you're it loud and clear. You've right made now. money on WhatsApp, though. No, P- you can't. It's just a messaging platform. No, but you can get somebody to integrate to go. Oh, I haven't had my whatever it's that drink like is text, today. Text, yeah, it's Dad, just text. Like but you're it. saying enough people share it. Yeah, but through just text. Like imagine how you forward like a text, like "Hey, check out this. Check out this thing I saw. Check out this gif. It's like that." Yeah. Yeah. Me and your daughter are gonna break this down for you. Through no, but. <laughs> But Your saying, daughter's face right now. <laughs> because like, he doesn't actually understand. I, have you ever been on WhatsApp? No. Do you know what it is? He doesn't no. know what it is. I'm on, no. I'm on MySpace right now. And I find that. <laughs> I'm, and Friendster. I'm on two Napster. different platforms. LimeWire. LimeWire. I don't know that one. You don't know LimeWire? You don't know LimeWire? I don't know LimeWire. Really? That's an old one like Napster too. It is? Napster was the music app yeah, yeah, where people the, were so ripping off. LimeWire. The first song I ever downloaded on Napster. Check this out, kids. Dial-up internet. Took six hours. Aaliyah, try again. Vividly remember. And did Re- you get a virus? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then she died in a plane crash. I know. It's very sad. That was a very dark turn you took there. But yes. What? Was- <laughs> I'm just trying to show you that I know stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know. You knew yeah. who Aaliyah was. R.I.P. Baby yeah. girl. Yeah. But I feel like I've digressed several several places here. Yes. Yeah, so I think I got it at the game. I got COVID. For me, the toughest part of COVID was the fatigue. The fatigue is the worst. Did like- you have fever? I had a fever for one day. It wasn't too bad, but mm-hmm. it was more so like I would sleep for 10 hours and I would wake up and I'd instantly need a nap. I think one day I literally slept for like 19 hours straight because if I got up to like go to the bathroom or like go up the stairs, I'd be so winded as if I just ran a marathon. I'd have to sleep all over again. Do you feel perfect today? I do feel perfect. So you have all your energy back? I do. Now I feel like I'm so, so immune because I got the vax, I got the booster, I got everything. When you got sick, did you get that Regeneron stuff? The who? Regen- <laughs> Regeneron. What the hell's that? So I got, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but my, uh, Alex, can I say this? 
Alex? God bless your editors, man. No, there's not going to be any editing. We're it's not going to edit. It's just his son. Is it a bad son. thing to say? Alex is his son. That's my son. <laughs> That's my brother. <laughs> That's my brother. He's a, he produces this. Was yeah. the COVID lady like your aunt? No, he's got... actually my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Who are uh, you? Cousin. From Toronto. Actually? No, but he oh. was a, he, him, the first night I ever did comedy at Yuck Yucks, which mm -hmm. is the club in Toronto, yeah, when I started, I me and him started together. Wow. From Toronto. But uh, my, my son got COVID. And I got him Regeneron, that IV. Oh. And he said he had more energy than he's ever had in his life. He's really? only 31 years old. And You're going to get hate for saying that. Really? Yeah, because it's hard to get. Was it? Yeah. Regeneron is hard to get, isn't it? Is, am I going to get hate for saying that? Are you pulling a I'm not going to edit man, it out. Is this a rich man flex Kinda, right now? Yeah. It, yeah. Is it a rich man flex? I mean, you don't have to edit it out. I, I'm uh, letting you know. You're going to get hate. Is it a rich hate. man flex? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm rich. <laughs> See, how can you hate on Lily that? Lily doesn't know. She buys $4 pants. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Lily, you're rich. I'm... Rich, you own a home. I know what your numbers are. There's no way you have those Instagram I numbers. I feel like and rich is subjective, first of all. Someone might think I'm rich and someone else might think I'm, you might think I'm poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you're rich. But I, Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to say thank you. I don't know why. You make, uh, no, I, but... I didn't give you any money. This you're doing for free. I am. But you make millions of dollars. Well, let me tell you this. I recently did an Instagram post that I felt very strongly about. And it was actually a picture from me at the Lakers game. And it was talking about how I think someone that looks like me needs to get better at flexing. And sometimes I think I'm too humble and I feel like it's in my DNA to always downplay my accomplishments and downplay my life. And so that post was all about, no, I think people are not used to seeing someone like me courtside and they make it, they make what that What do you mean obvious. like you? A woman and a woman of color. Like I talked about how when I went to Bora Bora, uh, another guest at the resort kept making a joke every day I saw her being like, oh my God, I thought you were an employee here. I keep forgetting you're not an employee here. And she kept saying that to me over and Did over again. Did you find that funny? No. No. But she said it every day. And she thought it was so funny. And I was like, you just are not used to seeing someone that looks like me at this very fancy, expensive resort because no one else does look like me here. And so I've just made it a point to sometimes, yeah, flex. So I will answer your question now. Yes, I am. I've done very well. I could be considered rich. Yes. And I think. No, you are rich. You make rich. a lot of money. And here's yes. the key. But here's the. It's not like you're given that money. Fair. It's that you made that money. You know, you started off, this is a kid with a dream, you know, a, a Toronto kid who is this, you're kind of an oddball girl in the sense that, you know, she loved um, wrestling. Yes. And she would stand in line for hours just to meet wrestlers that your came to town. Your memory is so impressive. Oh, no, I love your story. And and if you didn't, if, you, if you're listening and you're an old person like me, you probably didn't know before it was Lily Singh. She was Superwoman yeah. on online. And then wasn't it The Rock? You finally met your your yes. your dream and The Rock, who is also a fan and mm -hmm. called you over from across the room. You yep. got to meet, your dreams are coming true. Your dreams aren't coming true. You're chasing your dreams yes. and you're making dreams happen. And whether it's somebody that looks like you, whether it's somebody that's your gender, I think you are an inspiration for people. If you have a dream, go for it. A lot of people have dreams, yeah, but they do nothing about it. You I know like what? I love that a lot. I love standing for that more than anything else, to be honest. I love stand, standing for that hard work and determination, and just like a strong vision. So I just did this video where I actually put my vision board in the shower. I don't know if you saw. This is a real thing. This is not a joke. Last year, I felt like I did not. I'm a very big on vision boards, and I didn't see it enough because it was in the back of my closet somewhere. I didn't really see every day. So I was like, 2022. 
I put it in my shower. You know, that's scary because now it's in the shower. You're taking a shower and all your little notes and things like that are running in the water and you don't know what they are. No, she's rich. She has a really big shower where it's all the way on it's the on other the side. It's on the of a glass shower so I can okay. see it from the inside. So but really, the but there's, sometimes you get soap in your eyes and you can't see your vision You board. know what? These are all valid things, but I also have a squeegee now also in the shower so see? I can squeegee. Oh, you're going to get so much hate. She has a squeegee in her shower. <laughs> but I look at it every day. Every every ish day when I shower and I look at it and I'm like, huh. Wait, wait, was, wait, wait. You yeah. don't shower every day? Howie, I'm sorry to tell you. I did shower before I came here. Don't worry. Good. But I you got, don't shower every day. You're not like Ashton thing. Kutcher. I mean, listen, sometimes you miss a shower. It's not the end of the world, right? You don't bathe every day. I try to bathe every day. But women, there may be a day I don't. Women actually aren't supposed to wash their hair every day. It's not good for your hair. Yes. Although, you know what? I did say that to someone mm -hmm. so matter-of-factly the other day and they looked me right in the eye and they said... That's a myth. Look it up. And I was like, what? Is it? I don't know. Don't tell me if it's I, a myth. It might be. It might be. Don't I've been me. saying it with such confidence. Though. She has the best hair. I do. Because she, she doesn't shower every day. You're That's flexing why. your hair. Yeah, flexing. I do. I'll flex your my hair. hair. Your hair flexing to a bald guy. I have no regrets. No regrets <laughs> about that because I will flex my hair all day long. You see your hair. And you see what they, they, they uh, Look at that hair. Wow. It is nice hair. Wow. So during Hannah's Got Talent, my head hurts so much because they put my hair in a high ponytail. And not a lot of people can understand that pain. My hair is no, very heavy. No, I know heavy. it. I know it. Yeah, you know it. But I kept a comb in every commercial break or every time I took a break. And I would lift my ponytail up and leave the comb in my head. And then Howie made fun of me and he taped a comb to his head to look like me. See what I did? Yeah. And so much more will be. I bet people are going, I can't wait to see the show. Tune in, baby. Oh, oh Tune my God. in. Are you serious? Howie Mandel taped a comb to his head? He's a nut. But I feel like we have a good we have a good dynamic on the show. I mean, all the judges are great, but sitting next to you, I feel like we have a lot of fun. We do. Yeah. We do. We uh, have have any questions come in on your story? Let me check right now. Okay. All right. Boom, boom, boom. How many, how many, what is your number on Instagram? I could look it up and give the I answer have 10. right now. 10.8 million. 10.8 million. So we got to have a question. <laughs> At least one. We got to have a question. No, but you brought up how she works really hard for everything she has. And I deserves think that, it. And right. not only hard, but smart. But I think a lot of people don't realize the effort that goes into, because I know you started on YouTube and doing being a content creator, I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people realize the effort and the amount of work that goes into actually doing that and creating the content and thinking of the content and editing and uploading it and doing it every single yeah. day. And sharing. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, and those of you that are listening that may not be familiar with my story, so I started uploading YouTube videos in 2010 mm -hmm. and I had no background. I have a degree in psychology, so I didn't know how to use a camera. I didn't know anything about comedy. I didn't know anything about writing or storytelling. I taught myself all this stuff. You're saying psychologists are idiots. What, what, you're <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> what I'm saying is that currently my degree is a paper. Wait, I'm not saying there, but I haven't used it. But you know, I did the whole thing, making a tripod out of books, fig taking my little IKEA lamp as lighting. I, I really figured it out. But I think more than anything, I did that and moved to LA in 2015. Me and how we talk about this a lot. The the painful decision of having to move from Toronto to LA. Um, you know, I've written two books. My second one comes out. I've been on tour. I've I've learned how to upload content. Now I have my own production company. I say all of this not to just you know ramble off things I've done, but really the common thread through all of that is just like being a disruptor. I really am a believer of. Things have been a certain way. They don't have to carry on that way. You can do things a different way. You can break the mold. And that has been the thread through my entire career. Things have always been done this way. I'm going to do them this way. And do you think that's the problem with YouTube now is there's no one really that is a disruptor? Like everyone's just creating stuff that's already been done. Like there's, 
hundreds of people that are doing the same things over and over again. Well, listen, I think the thing is that the, the beauty of YouTube is that even if you're doing the same thing as someone else, you're still doing it in your way. So you might still find a niche that's like, oh, but you're doing it as like someone who does makeup this way or as this person. So I agree that it can all feel the same. It is still a little unique. But what I would say is that still you will find when in years to come there will be disruptors coming out of that space too eventually there's going to be someone that's like i'm going to do this makeup tutorial in a way you've never seen i was before. thinking of doing makeup tutorials just using a drone it might have been done from a distance oh, just screaming up into the sky i'm now putting on eyeliner <laughs> good you think Very that's good yeah everybody looks good from far away drones are a big hit i know yeah do you want to just take my phone or would you want me to read the questions uh, whatever you want here, you want you, me here you have, the questions here yeah here have fun if it locks all I give you full access to my Instagram. Oh my God, go. this is the live. You know, have no. you ever done that, Dad? Uh, These are the questions that people are asking. What are your plans for Unicorn Island? You can ask the first one too. I see it. I saw you. Oh, you saw it. me. I saw okay. you skip it out of respect. That's well, very baby, sweet of you. it says, "What's your female type?" Yeah, we love that question. I've never talked about this actually. I, so, those of you that are listening, I came out at the very tender age of thirty. That was a lot of fun. Um, Especially, I think coming out is probably a, a tough decision for anybody mm -hmm. to make but i would imagine seeing how tight-knit your family is mm -hmm. and also uh, in you have a kind of uh, in your culture mm -hmm. um i think that well you you're a, a disruptor of your whole culture yes. i think women in your culture are not as i often think to myself why don't you just pick a struggle girl like why are you doing that <laughs> you know what i mean because i really am out here just being like i need all the therapy but yes no for sure i it was hard to come out at 30 hard to come out as a brown person hard to come out as someone in the public eye uh the day after i came out as bi it was the number one trend on twitter so I wow. opened my phone and Twitter, it was right there in my face, and I wanted to throw up. I think I did throw up, actually, to be completely honest, because I felt so just strange about that. Um, but I now- What made you come out? Like, what was, the, what was that defining moment where you go, I'm gonna share that now? Yeah, I think- Because you don't have to. No, you're absolutely right, but I had a fear of, because I, like I said, I share so much of myself online, I really didn't want this to come out through a different way. I wanted me to be the one that said it, and I wanted it to come out in a celebratory way, because I really do feel like there's a lot of stories of people coming out that are very sad, and they're very valid and emotional and needed, but I didn't want mine to be that. I wanted to control the narrative and say, hey, I'm proud of this. I want to celebrate this, especially because I come from a culture where there is so much pain involved in that process. I wanted to show a different way of doing it. The reason I decided to come out at that age is honestly because I came to terms with it to myself at that age, very, very late. Growing up in Toronto, in high school, I didn't know a single queer person. No one in my high school was queer or identified as queer. Uh, when I went to university, I knew one queer person in all of York University. Um, I'm was, sure there was more. Well, that was out that I knew of, and they were nothing like me. So it really wasn't until I was a full-fledged adult, adult that I was even introduced to the concept of queerness or queer people. And so that helped me learn about myself. And I literally admitted it to myself like months before I tweeted about it. So it wasn't like a years and years of me. Okay, you know, so it out. you come to the realization, did you share with your parents before you tweeted? So like a type A personality person, the moment I said it to myself and my dog, I gave myself 30 days to tell every single person I need to tell in my life. I made a to-do list and I told <laughs> every you. person, 30 <laughs> yeah. people. You sound like my daughter. I was like, okay, 4 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to have to have this conversation. <laughs> that was me. I'm um, saying so yes, my parents did know. I Who waited. did you tell first, mom or dad? I told my dog, and then I told I did. I literally did you did. did you swear your dog to secrecy? I for did. A I was like, "You tell anyone." I swear to God, go straight to the kennel. <laughs> uh, but, 
But I told uh, my closest friends from Toronto first. And then slowly I told people here and there. It wasn't a long list. It was like 10 people. My parents were the last on that list. And I was quite nervous about that. And Were they both on the phone? What Was it in person? No, I, I did it in person. Were they both in the room? I wrote a letter and I dropped it in front of them. And I went upstairs and cried. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. And then tell and me then what happened. And then what seemed like an eternity passed by and they came up. And honestly... They did the best they could have done at that moment. My mom hugged me. She said, doesn't matter to me. What did the letter say? The letter, oh my God, I don't even remember. But I'll tell you the funny thing about the letter is I was at my parents' house and the only printer in the whole house is my dad's printer. So I had to put the letter on his computer, save it on his hard drive, use his printer to print it, then wipe his hard drive. What font does thing. one use? To Times print? New Roman. You keep it basic. <laughs> you keep it basic. Something they understand. There was already so many new concepts in this letter. How We don't need the font to be another one. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, they did the best they could have done. And I think we both needed some time to kind of adjust to this new normal. Did and they accept it right away? Accept is not the right word. They did accept it because I'm their daughter and they made it abundantly clear that they love me no matter what. That's just wonderful. Did they understand this concept? Honestly, not completely. And do Did I, you understand the concept? That's what I'm saying. And I think in that moment, if I'm being really honest, I actually write about this in my book. I write about this very honestly. I think one of the obstacles of that time and why I had so much so much turmoil after is I instantly expected perfection from everyone I told. I think I was so vulnerable that I wanted my parents to say every textbook right thing. I wanted them to understand right away. And that was never going to happen. These are people that grew up in a different time, a different place, have never heard of What's these What's interesting terms. is that was your expectation having been a major in psychology. You, yes. would, you would understand that we are right. foibles. So my logic says that, but at that time I was just so scared and nervous and vulnerable. And maybe I deep down subconsciously wanted a distance a little bit so I could figure myself out. So I created this little bit of like, oh, you didn't say this right thing. And they were like, we love you. It, do it doesn't matter. And so... Now I can say, you've met my parents. They came to Canada's Got They're Talent. beautiful family. Where we are now is such a beautiful place of them learning, me learning, us meeting in a common ground, and me really learning that people being from two opposite sides of a subject, you can meet in the middle. I know in today's day and age, we feel that's impossible. Always like, you're this, I'm this. You're red, I'm blue, I'm this. But I really do feel like through education, compassion, and learning, you can meet in the middle. And that has been the story of my life with coming up. And so now I'm in a place that's so beautiful with my parents. And I have such a great relationship with them. But, you know, I don't know that they would be so surprised. I mean, you don't fit in any box. I don't. You don't. You know, like being a little girl in Toronto who's a, a big WWE mm -hmm. fan, mm -hmm. um, I would imagine, and this is for most families, I don't think it's your culture, but I think that your culture kind of uh, loves education and, mm -hmm. and knows the the value of education maybe yep. more than other cultures. You you went and get a degree, you went and go get a degree in psychology and then you end up being a YouTuber. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I don't know if that's right. something that a parent accepts really easy, you know, and then not only are you a YouTuber, but you're a YouTuber that has kind of an edgy, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're edgy. I would imagine seeing your mom mm -hmm. who seems just from, and you don't judge a book by its cover, but they seem conservative. They're in the, they're not that conservative. Like, don't get me wrong. My mom knows every lyric to Drake songs. Like she can get she down. Does. She does. <laughs> but she's still from a time where they do have certain ideas and certain beliefs. And it all stems from fear. Like this is, I talk about my, this in my book as well. And this is where my psychology degree comes in. My parents never, and no parents out there w w do something because they're like, I want my kid to be unhappy. That's very rarely the case. It's more so, I'm scared. I don't know what this means for my kid. Will my kid be safe? Are they going to be okay? Are they going to make it? Are people going to treat them? I think that's where all of that stems from, right? It's not that I don't accept you and this is wrong. It's are your 
cousins going to treat you differently? Are people going to be mean to you? And you, are you going to get hired by? Like well, my dad it. was like, what does this mean for your fan base in India? And that's like a valid fear. And he actually, you know, that's the first time I thought about it. I didn't even think about that when I was coming up. But I was like, oh, yeah, like that was just outlawed years ago in India. Up until a couple of years ago, it was illegal. It's illegal? It was illegal. Just up until a couple of years ago, they legalized homosexuality. But like when like, it was illegal up until a couple of years ago, what was the, if they caught somebody who happened to be gay? I think they could arrest you if you were engaging in, in, in an acts. Yeah. Imprison you? Yeah. For being gay? Yeah. It's also still a, 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 a law in many places around the world. Wow. But I thought so, India was a, a little more Well, they are now. So, they, so as of a few years ago, they, they lifted that law. But all of those things I had to think about from my parents' perspective of like, oh, yeah, they're worried about me. This is what this comes from. It's not that they hate me or they don't approve. It always comes from fear and love of your child. Wow. But they, uh, you're you're very brave. You really are. And you've what what is it about you? Do you think that made you uh, dance to your own drummer your whole life? Like what? I would imagine if you grow up in a kind of you know I'm friends with uh, Russell Peters Mm -hmm. who comes from the same. But he talks about his parents in Mm -hmm. in comedy. For those that don't know, Russell Peters is like an internationally renowned. You should know him. Yes. yes. Uh, it's amazing how much bigger he is internationally than he mm-hmm. is even domestically. Mm-hmm. You know, he sells out in London. He sells out the O like two nights right. and he sells out like. But what uh, when I remember from his like first specials is him talking about having Indian parents mm-hmm. and how they, you know. Versus white parents, mm-hmm. a domestic where kids could be disrespectful, right. and they are. You know, they're calling their parents by their first names, or yep. they're doing. And how it was really funny, and and I think he beca- he got a huge audience because I think uh, domestic or white parents aren't as, um, which I believe. I believe that in these cultures, whether it's East Asian, whether it's you know in other cultures, people demand more respect than the white kid kind of gave their parents right and in that way they were more um on top of it i don't know what the right word is but for you as a female Mm -hmm. in your to to even just say i'm not gonna follow i'm not gonna uh, use my uh, my credentials that i got educated for and i'm gonna be a youtuber right and i'm gonna act funny and i'm gonna be outrageous Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, even all that, what made you do that? What do you think it is from your upbringing that made you do that? I think there's a few things. And I I keep plugging my things, but I talk about this in my TED Talk also. So I was born with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, admittedly. And I say that very transparently. I have no issues admitting that. When I was born, I was the second daughter to my mother. And we're part of an Indian family, like you mentioned. And my mom's in-laws, so my grandparents, my great-grandparents, were not thrilled about a second daughter. You know, of course, in Indian culture, you want a son. A son is believed to carry on the family name. And so my mom was told that if you have a second daughter, like, don't phone home about it. So from the moment I was born, a second daughter to my older sister, I was a disappointment. Like, my grandparents and great-grandparents didn't find out for two, three weeks after that because my mom didn't call them. The fact that, well, why do you know that? Because my mom told me. And because (laughs) in my, and also the reason she told me is because in my adult life, um, I met my grandfather that lived in India only once in my adult life. And he apologized to me after I met him the day after I announced my first world tour and I announced it in India and we made the flight and the eight hour drive to Punjab. And I met him for the first time in my adult life and he apologized to me and he said, I was wrong. I thought that having a daughter would be a disappointment and you've done what no one else in the family could have done. And this is like an 80 something year old Indian man. Wow. 
that's a big thing for him to say. It, it, you know it what is. I mean? It's hard for that person to change and see a new perspective. And so I was born with that chip on my shoulder to always prove myself, always prove a point, always prove that like, I don't care if I was born, however I was born, I can do anything I set my mind out to. But you would think that that fuel would say, then I wanna be the best image of what they would love and they would want, which is not, and it turns out to be, mm -hmm. but it isn't the person that goes and does comedy on YouTube. I'm gonna be the doctor. I'm going to get married and have kids. And I'm gonna, like, I would think that that's where, the, like what made you go, you created a I path. Yeah, I think it's because I was never what they wanted to begin with. So why would I try to mold myself into that image of the most acceptable version of myself for them? I was like, you never wanted this to begin with? I will be everything I want to be, even if it's exact. And maybe that's like a little bit of the stubbornness in me is at every turn, I kind of do the unexpected thing to my, I feel like my parents can be shocked by nothing now. I feel like they're like, you have just across the and board. And she's kind of the opposite been... of her sister. Her sister is also an influencer. Her sister is a mommy vlogger like yeah. you, yeah. Jacqueline. Yeah. How many yeah. kids? I mean, we three. Three, three kids. Three boys. But yeah, I, I just feel like, that, so that's one factor. I feel like I was born with that chip on my shoulder. I also, to be very honest, I have a personality trait and I don't know if it comes from my seeing my parents hustle as immigrants and seeing them have multiple jobs and figure it all out. But I will say without a doubt, I'll put all my money on the fact that I am a relentlessly hard worker. That working hard on something no, does not that. scare me. I will do anything and everything to succeed at something I want to succeed at. And I don't think even the people that don't like me, the hate comments I get might be, you're not funny. You're, well, I don't think you're hot. You're the, I've never, ever had a person say to me, you are lazy or a slacker. And you know what? That's the message. I believe that anybody, anybody can achieve whatever it is they need. You know, it's like that Rolling Stone song. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Mm -hmm. If you have the need, the difference between the person that gets it and the person that doesn't is the person that doesn't gave up, mm -hmm. that gave up. You know, the only difference between Elon Musk and anybody sitting here is he did that and we didn't. That's what he needed. That was his passion. I think we all have the capacity and to watch you work and to watch what you're doing and who you're inspiring. And also you're in a in an arena that gives you so much fucking slapback. You know, yes, yes, yes. horrible. The and I feel internet. bad, you know, as a, you, you do remind me of my daughter. She does remind me. this to me every day. I said that. I said you remind me of Jackie. Yeah. And and I, I talked to her about this, too, because she's doing influence. People are mean mm -hmm. and people. Are, I actually stopped doing my YouTube channel because of that, because I was really I was featuring my kids. And then after oh, I saw I a lot yeah. of comments and stuff, I was like, never mind. I'm mm -hmm. not going to put my kids on right. the internet anymore and I, I changed my mind. Oh, thank you. But that was, I mean, I take it to heart, all the comments mm -hmm. and the, like all the negativity that comes from being on the internet. Right. I always say my job is a lot of hustle, but then also 90% psychological. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like you were talking about when we were talking, you talked about one night uh, or one, one day, there's a, and I'm not familiar with what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, but there's a, there's a political issue in India mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. farmers mm -hmm. or something. Yep. And you, you put yourself forward and did something mm -hmm. about that or spoke about it online. But there's a contention of people, there, there, there are people that don't know you did that. Mm -hmm. And not only don't know that you did that, they don't have to know when you do good, mm -hmm. but were crucifying you for not doing anything. Right. And this it, is a tough thing, especially when you're a minority like me. And I say minority in the sense of there's not many people in the public eye that have the platform I do that would know about these causes. 
Um, it's tough. Time and time again, I get DMs about why aren't you talking about this cause? Why aren't you solving this? How could you not talk about this war? What about the And listen, I'm not saying those causes are not valid. They're so valid. But I think we all need to understand that one person cannot stand for everything. It's also impossible for someone to have the mental capacity to try to understand every issue in the world and try to stand for every issue in the world. The story I was telling you about was, so there was a, the, one of the largest protests in home, human history was the farmer protest in India. I didn't post about it right away because behind the scenes I was learning about it and I was actually doing the reading and trying to understand what was happening instead of just kind of jumping on and retweeting. And so once I learned and I, I understood my point of view, I posted about it and I posted about it multiple times. And it's almost comedic what happened. I got tagged in a post of someone that screenshot my profile and they said, Lily is such a sellout, she hasn't spoken about the farmers once. And in their screenshot of my profile are all of my posts where I talk about the farmers and in my bio it says donate to the farmers here. So the person didn't even bother to look at my profile, they just screenshot it and posted it and called me up. And did did people buy into what that person many, saw? one of many, one of many, I'm sure they did. But that hurt you. Of course it hurts me, it hurts me because I'll tell you why it hurts me, like truthfully, very vulnerably, is because I actually really care about my culture and I actually really care about people and causes. And I feel like the people that are doing a disservice where they're making the topic about let's cancel Lily as opposed to let's learn about this subject, I feel like they're actually harming those causes. I feel like you're distracting people with cancel culture and distracting people with all these things that don't matter. What matters is learning about the farmers and what they stand for. You're making it about let's cancel Lily because she didn't do exactly what we wanted her to do. You know, it's actually a disservice to those. What causes. is going on with the farmers? I don't know that cause. So it's it's still going on. The farmers are. There's been a, a series of bills that um, the government was trying to pass, but they actually just repealed that change how farmers would be able to sell their produce, and it would hurt a lot of the farmers. So a lot of the farmers are from Punjab, which is a state my family's from in India, and so they protested and they marched to Delhi and they protested and they were mistreated on a lot of instances. Um, and there's a history of Punjabi Sikh people being mistreated in India and. That's that's factual. That is what it is. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of tension in India between the six and, and everybody else. And it's a tough space to be in. And especially because I did grow up with Bollywood and I did grow up with India at large. And I also grew up with Punjabi culture. So I always feel a little bit like I don't know how to navigate that space. But like any human, I'm trying my best and I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to be authentic to myself and my lived experiences. But the issue is when an individual sitting at home is like, Lily did not represent my exact lived experiences. Yeah, but you know, most people are just <laughs> angry people. They, and and how do they, and, and I think that, you know, social media, even though that's how you and most of us are making a living, is the ruin of this world. It mm -hmm. really is. As much as we can make a living and that's where success comes from, it's also, you know, it's, it's kind of... Uh, the algorithms are changing people's minds right. about things and misinforming it's, and missing. It's also, social media is beautiful, but it lacks some very needed things. It lacks context. Right. You need context to have a conversation. It lacks that. Oh, let me grab this one thing someone said and now make it turn into something else. It lacks the importance of intention. So the internet believes that your intention does not matter. You made a mistake. I don't care what your intention was. You made a mistake and we're never going to forgive you for that mistake. Whereas in real life, Howie, if you make a mistake, I go, oh, well, you know what? I think Howie just didn't know how to say that, but I believe his intention was actually to learn about it. And so I'm going to help him learn about this. That's how you make progress. The internet doesn't want any of that. They no. want to just, they want perfection. They don't want education. They don't want intention. And the ugly is clickbait. Yeah. So they even, you know, let's go find another question on here. Oh, we didn't to... even answer that first question also. Oh, My what type is your of girl female type, type is, <laughs> yes. um, honestly, I really like girls that, 
Um, don't play any type of game. If you had fun on a date, tell me you had fun on a date. And if you think... It doesn't go for everybody. No, I feel like girls especially have that magic power. And I'm going to say this and I might get hate for this, but I'm saying it anyways. I feel like in my experience, guys play the game a little bit more than girls. And so for girls, I really want not that game. I think guys have a little bit of the like, I need to prove myself and prove that I manly improve this. And but I you feel- don't think everybody, men, women, children, anybody even on the internet has a game. There's a game. I know, but women women like the game. Like women like the, not all women, and you're saying you don't. I'm but, saying I don't. But I know that there are a lot of women, even if they say they don't like the game, they always go for the guy like, that is not giving them enough attention. Not always. <laughs> trash. Like, I love it. it I think, happens. you know, to be fair with the guy, I may be basic like that. You, That's true. I might be like, <laughs> my God, he's such a bad boy. With girls, though, I don't. I think the girls, because I know they can be vulnerable. Not to say guys aren't, but generally, I think they're more vulnerable, more open, more able to. Conversation so easy with a girl. So I really want that to, to, to come up. I don't want But don't you want that in anybody? Doesn't anybody want that in anybody? Somebody that can converse? Like even women play games too. Like even in a heterosexual, mm-hmm. they don't eat. They'll be starving. Who the hell's not eating? That's not me. No, but the, the, that's just one of many games. I think that's an old school thing where you okay. take them out and like they But just, uh, like, so I've heard my, my son, my son is, is single and, and uh, dating. Okay. 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 <laughs> Alex, okay. Where you at, Alex? Alex, where you he's at? Hiding. He, he's, he's hiding. He's hiding. Yeah. Wait, he's there, there. Is but, it, is it publicly known? Alex is also like on the internet, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Mostly behind the scenes, but mo- okay. uh, in front of the scenes. Well, for but- anyone that's interested, I, he has a mask on, but Alex is very handsome. Yes. So everyone that's interested. You were like OG YouTube too. I have a video of you doing like dancing in a bear costume. There what, you go. Yeah, he on YouTube. Love that. That's hot. But but yeah. you, I've seen you say <laughs> you've gone out with somebody and then you're deciding how long before you text back mm-hmm. or do I put it in caps or how should the words, that's a game. No? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, it's definitely like I'm not gonna say something like, "Oh, we should we should do something Thursday night or or whatever," and then you don't get a response. You're not gonna send something back like a question mark or something right away. You just have to be why careful. if you're well, you see that's where that's what I'm saying is I I don't know if I'm just old now and I don't have time and I just like honest communication. I would. See? <laughs> Caroline says, mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Maybe it's I women. Also, I also like when someone does send a question mark, like, what are you waiting for? Maybe so, but, we what, all just believe everyone no, else you wants don't. to play the game. But no, in you ans- don't. In answering your question, you said you want somebody real. I just want someone real. I, I want- But nobody's real. And w- w- I'll tell you why I say this. I went on a date with one girl, and that's as far as I'm going to go with this answer. But I went on a date with one girl, and right after, I loved so much that she texted me. She said, I had such a great time. I'd love to see you again this week. And I was like, cool, me too. And I was like, the easiness of this, this is great. So has that ever happened? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I'm just saying that sometimes if I write a message like that and I'm not getting a response right away, like I have to assume that someone might be busy or something like that. You told me that there was this one girl that you didn't know whether or not you should pursue because she was texting like right after you sent her a text. Oh my God, you're getting called out hard here by your sister. I don't remember what you're you're referring to. I'll tell you later. (laughs) No, I remember what you're referring to. I think I I know, I think it's the one that you kind of said. I set you up with her. (laughs) Your whole family's ruthless. But here's I love- the, thing. There's, there's, the issue with that was not that she sent it back right away. It's that we were actually here filming, and then she sent a few, and she goes, "Look, if you're playing some sort of game, like I'm oh. not into it, oh. bitch." And I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, can't I not respond because I'm busy doing that's, something?" That's a little cray. That's okay. a little cray. Yeah. All right, fine. So it was Whatever. A little different. Okay, so you answered the question. You want somebody real? What's yeah. the next question? All right, let me open this. Ooh. All right, here we that's go. Good. That's a good question. Yeah, 
yeah. You saw me try to avoid it. Yeah, you, I, I saw trying, you, and I was like, you know what? No, it's okay. You can. I appreciate you trying to do that, though. Well, well I thought you, I, I want you to be comfortable. I, I appreciate that, Howie. Yeah. Um, plans for as you to comfortable as one can be yes. showing up at a podcast with your pants ripping off. <laughs> I know. Also, against the sofa, they're like. <laughs> so it's like also that you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not even going to say what that was. Yeah. You want to tell people who are listening what that was? Obviously, I farted. Um, okay, so you know you could put those in jars and make money. I've heard we had the girl. You're not the first person that's pitched this to me, honestly. There's a girl. We had a girl on, yeah. Stephanie. For real? Yeah. She makes a hundred thousand dollars a week jarring her farts. A thousand dollars per jar. Are you for real? Yeah. It is on the internet. You should check out the internet. You'd love it. First, I was going to say it's ridiculous, but that's the price tag. That would make me change my mind. Really? <laughs> but she, it, there, a lot of thought goes into it. How he knows this? We'll do anything for money. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plans for Unicorn Island Productions. I'll quickly answer this. Um, so I started a production company called Unicorn Island Productions a few years ago. And it's all about... Um, telling stories that highlight underrepresented voices. So everything's about either South Asian people, queer people, women. And so we have a bunch of like TV shows, movies and stuff we're working on. We have a few projects at Netflix, a few at YouTube. That's super fun. And and I, this year, I think, is the year it'll really pop off and you'll see some of those on screen. I believe it. I believe yeah. that whatever Lily says she's going to do gets done. And I talk to people every day that say they're doing this and they're doing that and mm -hmm. they don't come to fruition. Out of most people that I talk to, I really believe this stuff is going to happen. What's the next question? Thank you. All of these are so ratchet. Oh, give me the most ratchet question. Okay. Those are your followers, not mine. Yeah, I'm shocked. Like, how dare you? Okay, I'm going to tell you the order. This is the, the range we got. Plans for Unicorn Island Productions. Next question, top or bottom? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Does that work with women? I too? honestly think I should know this answer, but I don't. It Isn't does. it like, is there a top and a bottom with two women? Yeah. Uh, is, is there though? Yeah. I don't think always. No. I think there is. Obviously. I, don't, I'll I say feel one like word. I should scissors. know this. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I should really scissors. know the answer. You know what to scissors this? are? I know what scissors are. I think it's time so we had the talk. That's what I'm saying. Is there a top and bottom there? I don't this ask is Lou. Great. Ask Lou. Lou, Lou uh, move the mic near you. Do you think Lily's a top or a bottom? I'm just learning so much about everything. <laughs> we haven't learned anything. We know the question. And, and, and uh, I was playing Scrabble uh -huh. the other night. Mm -hmm. And. I got 42 points with the word queer. Not, oh, wow. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, that's it. We did that. That teaches um, us that. That's that. This is a strange question. Do you say tummy more than belly or stomach? But why yeah. does that even come up in a conversation? I don't even know. I, I have do. no idea. I do. I do. Because <laughs> of my kids. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy has a uh, <laughs> well, Jeremy, who's our editor and, and everything. Jeremy, what, your dad bought you a T-shirt. And what did the T-shirt say? He's a, this is a rough and tumble guy who is, uh, you can't see him, but the T-shirt you were wearing the other day that you said your father got you for Christmas, what did it say on it? Uh, it says tummy ache survivor, and it's got a guy leaning over holding himself. Nice. Tummy ache survivor. <laughs> did a lot of ladies stop you on the street and go, oh my God, that guy's a tummy ache survivor. <laughs> Just Lily. <laughs> Lily. I would. That yes. is the type of thing I would do. I'd be like that. Okay, here, here's a question for both of us. What's it like being a judge? I'll give my novice answer first. I feel like you have much more experience with this. Go ahead. I don't know if I told you this, but I think because I've been on stage so often in terms of being the performer, mm -hmm. I know what that feels like of mm -hmm. being so nervous and wanting something so bad. So I feel like I'm... I find myself being so empathetic towards them and sometimes I struggled to be critical and then I got better sitting next to you because I was like, oh, he, he's critical as hell so then I got a little better. <laughs> Thank you. But you I got actually, meaner. You got meaner. I don't think I'm mean. You're a little mean. You're a little yeah. mean. You're a little mean. I'm mean. But it's necessary because sometimes... Don't judge. Because sometimes <laughs> I'm a little soft. I won't lie. And I've been, I told myself I'm going to get better at that because I, I have so much... 
I just feel for them so much. And I actually... And you, are you saying I don't? That's exactly what I'm saying. And also, I feel like before we went out there, I actually used to meditate and send them love. Did you know that? That's no. how I didn't. I did. No, yeah. In my hotel room, I'd sit on the floor and I'd be like, I'm going to meditate. You believe in that? And I'm I going mean, I, to I believe send, in meditation. I'm going to send them positive energy since they're going to be performing in front of me. Well, uh, one or two acts that we saw didn't get any of your energy. They didn't energy. get any of the energy. No, none of that. Yeah. But I don't think I'm mean. Yes, you are. I, n- no, I'm not. <laughs> you are. No, I'm not. You're no spoilers. No spoilers. You're stupid. You're stupid. No spoilers. You're stupid. And you can edit this out if we need to. But we're not. And editing. I quote how he said to one contestant, "Do you know Lindsay Sterling?" And the person lit up and was like, "Of course, I love her." And he literally looked him in the eyes and said, "I imagine you're what her nightmares look like." No. <laughs> Why did you say that? That's so mean. You are. You've gotten meaner. Here's like, what I've gotten. I, here's what I've gotten. I won't cut that out. Here's, <laughs> here's what I've gotten. I, like brutally honest, it was really hard for me at the beginning to be a judge. And I'll tell you what was hard. First and foremost, like you said, we're both performers. We've right. been in front of the audience, so I kind of know what it feels like, and I had that empathy. The next thing was, if I legitimately, if something is so, so, like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It was really hard for me to say that because. Um, when we started on America's Got Talent, we used to travel. Yeah. And so I'd be in Dallas. And this person would be at Dallas's own so-and-so. So if you said anything that wasn't positive, you'd get booed. And I wasn't used to, I wanted the audience to like me. Right. And they like when you go, you are going all mm-hmm. the way. They'll always applaud. And then it was about, and then I thought, and then I started watching and I said, you know, most people, people are going to hate me for being honest. But most, I got to say what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think I do something, I, I, I think it's my obligation and I think I'm being paid for being honest. And I do remember that person. And I thought that that person was kidding. I thought that that, that was just, come on, come on. I don't think they were. Oh. <laughs> uh. You also like the ridiculous acts. Like you will put But there's through- a there's a thin line between ridiculous and just what what yeah. the fuck are you but doing? But you know what I love sitting beside Howie the most is when a stand-up comic comes out, Howie lights up. I he's do. whispering to me, "Oh, this is great. This is hard." Like it's he's having Because I think we're underappreciated. I, agree. I think I think You that will people- never say anything bad and be mean to No, a because I think being able to show up and stand on that spot and Here's the thing. If you go to an amateur night at any comedy club, you will see people say it's, sometimes it's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Nobody is there under their own fruition. Somebody is there because one person at a dinner or something said, you're so funny, you should mm-hmm. be a comedian. The luck is that what I do, more than just Uncle Nathan, a whole room liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how I made a living. I made a living pulling a fucking rubber glove on my head. I mean, most people go, well, that's not an act. Right. That's nothing. And it just so happens that whatever my sense of humor was, and it's, you know, kind of narrow, a larger group of people liked it. I've, yeah. I've told this story ad nauseum. I, when I sold out, I sold up two nights. He played with me. We did two sold out shows at Radio City Musical. And between the two shows, we were up in the dressing room. You were there. Lou was there. He saved his underpants and framed them from that night. Didn't you, Lou? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's he did. amazing. He did. I have it framed because they didn't have any pictures. Dolly has is the underpants from that from that night. (laughs) That's incredible. It is so, but seven thousand people were walking out onto Sixth or Seventh Avenue, wherever that is. Seven thousand people were walking in. There's fourteen thousand people in the street. They had stanchions and cops. My wife is standing there. Your mom and she goes, "What? This is all for you? What are you thinking?" And I'm thinking in this 
city of 10 million, 9 million, 886,000 people don't give a shit I'm here. So the point is, if you see, but it is, that's the truth. And as many people like, so when, if I'm seeing somebody, even if they're terrible, the fact that you're willing to go out mm -hmm. there, that's a verbal tightrope, a personal tightrope. Just to show up, not singing a cover mm -hmm. of somebody else's song, mm -hmm. not doing a magic trick that you bought, you know, and you paid somebody yeah. to show you how to do it and it's a trick, not uh, ho having a troop of people that are moving like you, just to go out there and hopefully that people hook onto your words, to me, is amazing that you're willing to show up. No, I agree. I totally agree. It's just such a joy sitting beside you because you turn into a happy little child and it's incredible. Because everything I've ever been punished for, expelled for, hit for is what I get paid for today. And I did not <laughs> yeah. chase this uh, career. It found me and I needed it and it is my survival. So seeing I have an, appre an, an added appreciation for other people that are willing to try right. it. But some people shouldn't be doing it. But And they should make that decision after they do it a couple of times. You know, they need to make that decision. Well, or they they'll need... make that decision after you judge them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm you, very sure. When I tell them you are Lindsay Sterling's worst, worst nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. That means Literally. Go, go home. In his, to his eyes. That's so sad. They used to say Simon was the meanest or harshest. And now they all say you are. But I respect that. I do. Yeah. I respect See, that as someone that sat next to you and had a hard time always being honest. And I got better at it as we went. Yeah. But I, it's that in itself is a talent to be like, hey, I don't care if the audience boos me. This is how I feel, and I'm going to stand up for how I feel. The truth is that you got it. Listen, you can't give people blind optimism in the sense that they're going to humiliate themselves. They're not going to make any. You know, if anything, at a at that point in my career, I would have loved to hear how can I make this better. How what should I do? Maybe I need to go in another direction. Maybe this is why this isn't good, mm -hmm. and I want to try something else. Absolutely. I don't think we need to be oblivious. So, and they know. You'd show up knowing you're going to be judged. You know, what's your next question? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. All these are the same. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh. I love that we're engaging your audience to <laughs> ask these questions. I'll put it up. Why are you so positive? Is that a question? I don't know. Um, that's not a good question. Uh, yeah, that's not a no, just, just, just don't be positive about Fuck the question. <laughs> yeah. would, you, would you ever make an OnlyFans? Oh, oh, fair. there's a good question. Yeah. You know, Who asked you that? Um, G Narwan. G Narwan. Yeah. Would you? I wouldn't solely because I have so many other things to do. I have nothing. You're just too against, busy. I have nothing against OnlyFans. Well, fans. here's the thing. I think so. OnlyFans for those that don't know. It's got the connotation of being, you know, light porn and whatever. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's a great piece of business in the sense that you said you have 10 million or 11 million mm -hmm. uh, followers on Instagram. So whatever you post, those 11 million people have access to. Mm -hmm. If you said I was going to give specific content to people who are willing to pay five dollars mm -hmm. a month, if you can mm -hmm. get, you know, 200,000 people paying five dollars a month to get content that other people don't get. You know, you could do that and it doesn't have to be porn. It's just- 100%, it can it's be whatever just, you want. Yes, it's kind of kind of associated with risque stuff, but it doesn't right. have to be. Right, but you can, uh, so, so in that sense, 
I don't think that you would ever want to do soft porn, nor should you. And uh, if you do, no, I'll Let's be. Never say uh, never. I, I'm saying never. I don't want you to do okay. that. I'm working Why? for your father now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because of how much I think of you, I don't want you to ever do that. And if you, ever you're waffling, you call me, and I will talk you out of it. Here, here's here's the thing. I am very. Um, everyone should do what they think is right for them, and so I just think. That if someone is like, hey, I enjoy doing this. This makes me feel sexy and I want to do it. They should do it. So if I ever get to a point in my life where I'm like, I feel sexy doing this and I want to do this. It would, it would, it would never for me be like, a, I feel I have to do this. Or I think I have to do this to be cool or anything. I just think people should do whatever they want to do. Okay, do you feel like taking your top off now? Not right now, particularly. Okay. <laughs> All right, just, just check. But next, when we shoot the semifinals, maybe. You, you know, know, no, you, no. Know. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. And I had a girl on here. Do you know Tana? I do. I I, re, I did respect her, mm -hmm. and she's making a million a month. Wow! On that, that's saying to each their own, man. If that's what floats you know, your boat. And the opposite of you, she came from no family, no support, and has found a way, and seems to be okay with the way that she has found to make a living to get. I, I actually really respected mm -hmm. her and her own decisions. They may not be morally right for you or right. for my daughter right. or for anybody else, but I do respect what she did. I completely agree with you, Howie. I think we're similar in the sense that like, I can meet someone and I might not agree with everything they do or say, but I really do respect them people when they know who they are and they're okay with who they are. And, and that's they who can, Tana was. And they can look at themselves it's. in the mirror and be like, I know exactly who I am and no one can tell me who I am and I, uh, I know exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That does make sense. Yeah. Do you love, do you want to do you have a question, Lou? I do have a question. Let's Go ahead. hear it. And, and uh, the question I have uh, is: You have a tattoo. I've been looking at yeah. your tattoo right here. Mm -hmm. So, how do you decide where to put a tattoo? That's the hardest part. Okay. Anyone that doesn't have a tattoo, it's not about what you get. That's easy. It's a where to get. It's always the hard part. No, she had an idea which I got. Uh, we got some press for the other week because I talked about it on Ellen. Um, she wanted a tattoo of a, a camel. camel on my toe. That's amazing. Right, really see if she would have put that, but if she would have put the camel on her neck, I understand, it but, that, but that, but that's conceptually needs to be there. But I don't think any other tattoo that doesn't need to be in a specific spot. I what like is your tattoo? By the way, what is your um, tattoo? My tattoo is IVIVI, which is Roman numerals for four one six, which is Toronto, Toronto the area, area code. code. So no matter where I go in the world, I have a little bit of piece of home. So I'm a very big Canadian in this way. Howie, I don't know if you know, my dog's name is also Scarborough. I did not know yep. that. His name is Scarborough. So I try to keep the Canadianness with me everywhere I go. Wow, so that's what that is. Are you American? Did you get your citizenship? Absolutely not. No, I'm not a traitor like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dual. I'm dual. You traitor. I'm, when it comes so to no, that is when it comes thing. to citizenship, I'm. We have a lot in common. When it comes to citizenship, I'm bi. Yeah, great. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. Um, no, I am a still Canadian citizen, and I would want it to be that way for as long as humanly possible, unless for some reason I get forced. I always say the only day I would ever consider getting an American citizenship or even dual, and this is the only day is if Dwayne The Rock Johnson tries to run for president. That is the only day I'd be like, oh, I need to give him my vote. I need she to loves change him. my he, he's a, he's a, they're, they're mutual fans of each other. Yes. He has given her, I was in the midst of the story mm -hmm. before, he's given her career advice. Mm -hmm. He's the one that told her to drop the superwoman, yes, right? You want to, uh, Yes, so I remember having a hard time with Dwayne. He said, hey, you're, listen, you're never going to own Superwoman. You're never going to get to control that name. You should go by Lily. Whereas he does own The Rock. He left the WWE and he does own that name. Oh, it's not WWE because oh. he was called The Rock. Didn't they? They didn't own it? Well, he, when he exited that deal, he maintained ownership of The Rock. Wow. So he can still use The Rock. I'm never going to get ownership of Superwoman. It is an existing DC, you know, trademark. And so 
No, I know what that's like because when I left my mom's vagina, I own Howie. 100%. Yes. Same, same thing, exactly. But that's why I started to call myself Lily because of him. And and because that's what your parents named you. No, it's because The Rock told me to just start (laughs) calling myself Lily. Is your name Lily? It is. It is. That's what your parents gave you. My sister named me. Really? There was yeah. a girl in her class she thought was pretty called Lily, so I was based. So you don't? Names. Do you have an Indian name? Is no, Lily? It's Lily. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, it's not. It's not Lil Preet. It's not Lil. It's Lily. That's great. And my sister's name is Tina. Is it Lily or is it Lillian? It's Lily. It's Lily. It's literally Lily. You that's should right. ask her four more times. Yeah. <laughs> what is your name? It's Lily. <laughs> Lily Singh. Yeah, I don't have a middle name either. It's just Lily Singh. You don't have a middle name. No. Wow. Yeah. Very easy. Hard hitting questions. Yeah, <laughs> I know. These That's why I was asking her fans to ask questions because apparently questioning <laughs> is not my strong suit. This is why you have a podcast. Do you have a podcast? I don't. You should. You're have the one. one. Thank you. You're the <laughs> one that doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I. It's always been on my to do list. I just. I gotta have a podcast when I find something I really want to commit to and I want to talk about. You, you wouldn't talk. I think you should have a podcast. Thank you. Uh, we would love to produce. You should come here and do oh podcasts. God, yeah. we're, we're, we do. Uh, Wait, do you live here or do you live in she, Canada? She lives here. Oh, okay. Yeah. How is your? Uh, well, I'll talk about. You should have a podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, you talking is very inspirational, and Thank you talking you. about and taking questions from your people. Oh, you have another tattoo. That's a heart. I have lots of tattoos. Oh, okay. How many yeah. tattoos do you have? I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six-ish. You don't regret any? No. I want to get more. I actually want the next time I get a tattoo. See, here's the thing. The first time you get a tattoo, you're like, oh my God, I'm permanently staining my butt. You forget about it. You know how people get tattoos because they're like, I'm going to get this word and it's going to inspire me every day when I look at it? It's a lie. You're going to forget it's there. You forget it's there. Not if it's the name of a significant other and then you have to change that. That's a bigger thing. But like, for example, I got this heart on my hand and I was like, I'm going to look at it. It's always going to remind me to give a helping hand and be kind. You know how many times I've been a douchebag with this tattoo on my hand? (laughs) So many times. Okay. So you forget about it. And so the next time I get a tattoo, I'm going to be way less precious. I'm like, yeah, throw one on here, throw one on here. It's just fun. I just, I I can't stop thinking about two people that I know. Like, um, I know that uh, um, Heidi had seal on her hand and, but got it removed. Mm -hmm. There's a little piece of it left. And then Nick Cannon. There's little pieces of this of a, of seal. Well, it had some stars and stuff. There's a little. Oh. Uh, and then and then Nick Cannon had Mariah on the back, and boy, he covered. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Woof. Oof. And now it's like there's no. I can't find Mariah anymore, but there's birds and. Because you can like go over it with other stuff and turn it into something. That's else. what he did. Yeah. I always find that fascinating. Hundred percent. That people, the changing of it, not the removal of it, but. Kyle, the, Kyle, would you ever take my brother's name off of your leg? Kyle has absolutely no way. No, he has my brother's name. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, After only like a month of being friends. Give or take. Yeah. (laughs) That's my kind of person. I'm down with that too. It's just expression. Have fun. Uh, What he'll do for a friend is unbelievable. We won't talk about that right now, but (laughs) there are things he's done for friends that are unbelievable. Do you have a tattoo, Lou? No, no, I don't. But, but uh, you were talking about a to-do list and Jackie was talking about a to-do list. I just finished a book called how to turn your to-do list into ta-da list. Wow. Wow. When you finished everything to do, yeah. ta-da. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. good. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> you get that tatted. Oh, yeah. No, but you know what? Uh, on the, the It's this to-do list book. He hasn't uh, he hasn't finished it yet. Okay, right, no. got it. Understood. <laughs> and the book is not out for a while. Writing a There's book no is plan. hard, let me tell you. I know. Yeah. There's uh, a list of things that I'm still Is it working. your first book? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, a lot of, they say, I think you, did you say this to me, actually? I, until you tell me what okay. it is, I'm not I can't. Sure. I can't answer that question. Because it's a smart thing. I oh, might it's just probably be, not. I might just, not I might just be attributing it to you. To be honest, 
Um, someone said to me, most people have one book in them, but two books is really, so I'm losing my second book. No, the thing I always say is people have uh, at least four pamphlets in them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to shout out whoever is doing this screen work. Who is it? It's phenomenal. Car- Caroline. Caroline. So can they see this? Can the audience see this? Is this yes. for us? Is this for us? No, they'll see it. This is incredible. They'll see it. This is incredible What's production. Incredible? Yes. It's incredible. Well, we don't, it's we just don't, a we screen don't. and she Googles. Uh, but she's doing it so timely based wow. on what I'm Caroline. saying. Caroline. <laughs> Caroline. Hey, very, thank you. Caroline. Impressed. Wow. I'm very impressed. But thank you. Anyways, <laughs> yes. Be a Triangle, my second book. And I'm now I'm saying, I said this after my first book, but I'm saying this for sure now. I'm not writing another book. Wait, do what you is actually, Be a Triangle? Do you actually explain to her what it is? So Be a Triangle is... I, through writing this book, and I think a lot of people went through this during the pandemic, I had to take an honest look at myself and my life and like why sometimes I don't get just sad, but I get dysfunctional and I get very lost in life. Even though I do seem quite put together, there are some times where I get quite lost. And I think it's because I have no direction in life, to be honest. Like I said, I'm being very honest. I, If I have a good day or a bad day, I have nowhere to return to spiritually. I put accolades and heartbreak and all this stuff on top of one another and I pile it up and I make my identity out of those things. But I have no like North Star. I never did that work as a kid. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, I never talked about mental health as a kid. I never learned about this stuff at school. And so I think as an adult, I've had to do a lot of that work to just decide of like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? And who do I want to believe in? And what's the thing that I go home to every day that I really return to? And so this book is about being a triangle because a triangle is the strongest shape in the world. And it's because that's such a strong foundation. And so this book is about me doing that work of being like, no matter what happens in my day, I'm returning to this place of who I want to be and what I want to do in life. And so that's what this book is about. Do you go to therapy? I do. I have therapy today at seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You are a, a real, ins- <laughs> why are you laughing at that? <laughs> no follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay. there isn't a follow-up. I just no, think that you true. take and care of yourself. I do. And and I'm, you know, I'm a proponent of mental health. No, and that's I what I talk and about. And how I didn't always take care of myself. I'll be honest, I didn't always we take care of We don't always. Yeah. And you know, you say you have no direction. I don't believe in direction. I believe this is, you're here. Mm-hmm. That's, there's, no, there's no place to go. The, the only thing that actually exists is now. But I would you argue know, that's a direction. That's a belief that you do you have in you, right? Do you believe you're here now? I do. Okay, so you're here now. Yeah. You have a perception of where you came from mm-hmm. and what happened yesterday mm-hmm. or what even happened 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened, you know, everybody sitting around and all of us have a different perception because we all took it in from a different angle. Of course. What's going to happen after this is an intention, but... Who knows? You don't know if it's going to turn out that way. You don't know if you're going to. The only thing we have is now. And that's why I kind of like the triangle. That top of that mm-hmm. triangle, I think of as now. And everything that happens leads to that now. You know, and that, that's an interesting take on it. I like it. Well, because of my mental health, I can only, uh, uh, and I don't. But if I focus on now, I'm mm-hmm. okay. If I'm worried about what might happen, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. If I think about what did happen, I'm not okay because I'm always concerned about how that came off, how what what happened. Did I do mm-hmm. the right thing? Did mm-hmm. I, you know what I missed out on? You know right. what I did? The only thing I have is right now. And whatever's happening, I really don't. I try to control right now, but I can't. It's just happening. Yeah. And it's go ahead. I think my perspective on this is, and I I love that because you're taking that from your lived experience. For me, what was so hard for me is that I got. A little bit of fame and I got money and I people started treating me differently and I started treating myself differently and this, I'm not to say that only people who have gone through that experience can relate to this book but I think for me what I needed was hey even if this all goes away what do you have to go back what do you have inside that you can still lean on and go back to even if this doubles or triples 
what do you have inside that you can go back to? I don't want my my mood and my beliefs to be so easily altered by external forces that can happen in my day. And I used to be like that. I'd be super, super positive in the morning and I'd go out and some minor monkey wrenches and hiccups would happen and suddenly I'm in a totally different space. You know, I didn't always consider them to be monkey wrenches. They would truly take me off track. Oh, now I'm like miserable. Now I have this belief system. I don't want to be so easily faltered like that. Do you want children? I do. Okay. Adoption think, is on my vision board. Well, then you should yeah. do it. Because I got to tell you something, and that's the one, that's my... That's everything to me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why I'm sitting here with my daughter and my son and I see my other daughter and my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is the epitome of a direction and that is the epitome of something that goes back to. And as much as you're trying to change your life or direct your mm -hmm. life, when you are responsible, legitimately responsible right. for another life, mm -hmm. there is nothing more important. You know, they ask us, anybody who's gotten a little bit of uh, notoriety. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you've been asked, and like, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want them to say about Lily? What mm -hmm. do you want to... I don't want to be remembered. My only legacy is the, my offspring or my mm -hmm. children, and those are the people. If those are good human beings, then that's my legacy. So that's, that's I think, you would be an amazing uh, parent. Thank you. No, but I think you should, and I think you would in, improve the world by having a child and seeing how your words and your actions kind of direct somebody to be where I, I got to say, and I'm saying this, I'm, I'm getting a little mushy, but I'm so proud of these people that are sitting here with me because ultimately, even though they're funny and, and, and they seem, I think they're good people, right? you know, and, and just to add, I don't think there's enough good people mm -hmm. around. That's the biggest problem. Good people are underrated. Being good is important. Being but kind being is good important. and being nice doesn't make noise. Being, you know, yeah, when somebody sure. goes, uh, you know, they're, they're even in business, you know, they'll step on toes and get mm -hmm. to the top and they get the noise and everybody wants to be that person that's on top. But that person that's on top has killed five other careers. Very seldom do nice people become the trend on Twitter. But I think you can be, <laughs> I think you can be nice and yeah. I think you can be successful right. and I think you can be powerful and I think you could be. So I, I think you add all that to the world and I can't thank you enough for being here and I wish you success. Thank I know you. I made the mistake at the beginning. The TED Talk is going to be worth two in March. <laughs> yes. When is the, the when book, is Be a Triangle? You can pre-order it now, lilysingbook.com, which you said you pre-ordered, by the way. You commented on my thing. Thank yes. you for that. It's very yes, sweet. I did. I know you're but I didn't know that they were out. I clicked um, on it and that's why I was wondering why I didn't get it yet. No, it's all good. It comes thought, out April in April. Yeah, April I thought I didn't want to tell you that I didn't get it yet, but that's I thought they good. lost it in the mail. No, 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 I felt it's coming. That I it's coming. Read. Don't okay. you worry. So I did get it and you have not only a great person, but you have great hair. And that, hair is always That's the most been, important. And you've really impressed Lou today, which is tough Thank to do. You. Thank very, you, Lou. Very, very and I'm nice so thrilled that you're that to be working with you. We'll look for Canada's got talent. Um and uh I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. It's been a true thrill for me. This was so much fun. It is. Fun. You should do a podcast. We should talk about you doing. All right, a podcast. let's do it. Let's do it. Jackie, you want to add something? No, I think you covered everything. You always want to leave because I complimented you, and you don't want you don't want anything else to be said. No, yeah, no I like where that ended. I like the yeah, ending yeah, of this yeah, podcast. Because they might We're forget good. the compliment that yeah. I gave you about yeah. being a good I'm person. I'm a really good I will person. Say all, all whatever five days I sat next to your dad, every day he brought you guys up, every single day. Really? Yeah. He actually called and told me a lot about you, too. Really? Yeah, I swear. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did. All that's right. Mutual. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's the end, Kyle. Kyle.
we do we do a lot of podcasts. That's here. pretty fun. 